Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which options might work in their case. And if you feel you're stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. I'm happy today to be on the show with my friend and uh colleague Sheila Kelly, a pioneer leadership coach in Halifax, one of the first to be trained by the Coaches Leadership Institute. Sheila, tell us a little bit about how you got to become a coach, what it means, what you did for your training and where you ended up. Thank you, Christine, for having me on today. My, I, I often call myself an accidental coach. I, coaching was not on my radar. In fact, I had not even heard of coaching when uh, I met somebody. I used to facilitate a spiritual group around a beautiful book called A Course in Miracles. And uh, a gentleman started coming to the group, and he had a consulting business, a leadership consulting business, and he invited me in. And my interest was to do workshops, workshops around leadership and personal development. But his interest was around this thing called coaching, which, believe it or not, 15 years ago in Halifax, coaching was basically unknown except in the sports arena. I got interested in this idea of working with people one-on-one -on -one in, in more or less an intimate setting and an intimate relationship, although not a personal relationship. And... I went off, I heard about the Coaches Training Institute, felt a really strong connection to their philosophy, and flew off to Toronto to do the first weekend, hoping that I wouldn't like it. <laughs> it, was, it was expensive to fly to Toronto, to stay in a hotel, pay the tuition in U.S. Mm. funds. Ooh. Just like today, there was a 30% exchange on the U.S. dollar, the Canadian dollar, But I fell in love with the whole training approach, their methodology, and of course, their philosophy. And two things stood out for me on the first weekend. One was that nobody gets to be wrong. And I just felt like, wow, that's such an enormous concept. It's so simple, but yet it simply and profoundly impacts how we can show up in the world how we show up at work. And the second concept was that each one of us is creative, resourceful, and whole. And again, that was a very resonant idea for mm -hmm. me, that we're not broken, we don't need fixing, we have this innate capacity to be all that we need to be. 
I really like that uh, that thought that we are really all right. Yes. And I know my dear mother in Germany, she's the most judgmental person I know. Everything is either right or wrong. Yes. And I never liked that. I still yes. don't. Yes. And I hate it when I tell her something and she says, oh, no, no, that's wrong. Or, yes, that's good. I don't like I don't like that. And I think that nobody's really wrong. We all have our different lives, ideas, backgrounds, experiences. I like that. Absolutely. I'm reminded of Lu Louise Hay, who mm -hmm. said that we are all doing the best that we can with the understanding and knowledge that we have at the time. Yes, beautiful. So at the time, we can do things that are not maybe aligned with who we want to be, but we don't have to make ourselves wrong. We, yeah. can, we can use it as a learning opportunity, an opportunity to look at different alternatives. So it's... it's um, For some people, it's a difficult concept mm -hmm. to grasp. So I really like that you get it. Yeah. That, you know, and again, I grew up in a in a home where I was kind of forced to go to church every Sunday. But I remember one thing that was important that I heard was that hate the sin, but love the sinner. So, you know, I've moved beyond the concept of believing that we're sinners, but I like the idea that we can all make mistakes, but that doesn't mean that we're going to lack compassion because somebody has made a mistake. Right, right. Yes. And I, I find it so important, that concept, because some churches teach it completely different. And I know because my dear brother... I'm talking about my family. He's in Germany, yes. and he is a very fundamentalist Christian. Yes. Yes. So he knows what's right, yes. and that's the only truth. Yes, yes. and uh, everything, everybody else is wrong, and I don't appreciate that. I think it's so important that we try to be non-judgmental. We can't be a fully non-judgmental, but I think it's important to try. I like that you foster that. I, I absolutely do, and people who know me well know that one of my favorite messages is that we need to stop shooting, because when we're judgmental, we are shooting on each other. Mm -hmm. You should do this, you shouldn't do that. And we do that to ourselves. We do it to ourselves, absolutely. I call it masturbation with the you. <laughs> <laughs> because I must do this. I must do that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I might have to adopt that one too, Christine. Yeah. So, yeah, we're so busy. And, and you know, we have these thoughts going on in our heads. We People tell us that we think 65,000 thoughts a day. And I my focus is conscious leadership. Mm -hmm. And part of being conscious is being aware of what's going on in our heads. Because if we pay attention to those 65,000 thoughts, if we get conscious of what's going on there, we may find that we are doing a lot of shooting and a lot of masturbating. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think we all, or many people learned doing that growing up. Yes, Because absolutely. that's what our parents said. You shouldn't do that. You should do that. And you must do this. You mm -hmm. must. For me, it was you must go to church on mm -hmm. Sunday morning. It was for an me, imperative. It was, you must put on a smile and be happy. Ah. Mm -hmm. ah. Well, you probably know this, but science is telling us now that by the time we're seven years old, we have assimilated all the information 
that has been in our environment for the first seven years. And so it really, by the time we're seven, we've kind of established or we have established who we think we are and how we're going to show up in the world. And one of my favorite authors is a man named Rob Williams, and he developed a process known as Psych-K. And he says by the time we're seven years old, we have either, we've we've developed um, a mindset about life, and it's either I can or I can't. And of course, the I can philosophy helps us go out into the world with this idea of maybe curiosity and excitement. Mm -hmm. And the I can't mindset is more a fearful um, approach to how we're going to show up. And so when we talk about our parents, they are absolutely critical in forming how we're going to be. So let me ask a question. When you say end up in one of those ways, Mm -hmm. uh, does Robin Williams say you can't change? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you can change. You can. Yeah. You can. Mm -hmm. And Rob Rob Williams is interesting because he has developed a, a process that actually looks at our beliefs, not only our conscious beliefs, but our unconscious beliefs Mm -hmm. and the unconscious beliefs are actually formed in the first seven years Mm -hmm. so they are stored in this part of our consciousness that we're not always consciously aware of and yet 95 percent of our behavior is being driven by these childhood beliefs um, my friend Dan Abiel, who lives in Oregon, talks about the fact that we should be aware of children showing up at work in adult clothes. <laughs> True. Many, yes. many people never change their beliefs. Yes. And, and that's, that's something we both work into the area of change. And that's Absolutely. very important. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, my own experience from being uh, in the day hospital here in the mental health, mm-hmm. there was a lady, she was 83 year old. Yes. And she still changed her life around. Ah. That was amazing. So it's never too late to change. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> 83. Mm-hmm. Lovely lady. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a, that's a show in itself. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that much about her. Yes, three years know, ago now. But but you know she changed. I know because it was a six-week process. Mm-hmm. And at the end, we all changed. It was a great program for mm-hmm. mental health people that uh, I was very depressed then. And you probably know that I tried to commit suicide yes. then. And yes. I was I was very fortunate. I got all the help that I needed here in Nova Scotia. They were very good to me. In a six-week program. Yeah, and I got that after I was four weeks in the Abbey Lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very fortunate. Mm. And uh, that's one of the reasons I like to give back, because I love Nova Scotia. Of course, my husband is from Halifax. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, we are together for 19 years now. Yes. Sweetheart, as can be. <laughs> well, for people who are listening in, Christine's eyes just lit up. Yes, so it <laughs> As she talked about her husband, so yeah. I, I know that he must be a very special man. He is very special to me, for sure. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. No, it's, it's, and, and, and I 
truly like the idea that people, yes, we get our beliefs formed, as you said, as children. Mm -hmm. And that may influence us for quite a while. Well, I think I think it influences us until we become what we can say conscious. When mm -hmm. we become conscious, I, I like to ask people, have you ever been driving in your car and suddenly arrive at your destination and think, wow, how did I get here? How did I get here? I don't sure. remember even driving here. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, we have switched into unconscious competence. So our unconscious has actually taken over driving the car for us mm. and our mind has drifted off into some other place and it does it very well. So what we learn um, that well includes the beliefs that we learn as children. Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, they are driving 95% of our behavior. So until we understand that maybe, and maybe it happens somehow that you wake up one day, like you say, and you say, how did I get here? How did mm -hmm. I get here in my life mm -hmm. with you? It's like, how did I get so depressed and how you know how my, my back was bad I lost my job as yes. I had to give up my practice and my ex-husband committed suicide and mm -hmm. I was isolated in a new place mm -hmm. and I didn't really know why I came to Nova Scotia at that point now I do but synchronicity great, yes great great thing I, I I really think that's the best thing that happened to me but at that point I didn't but I was unconscious as you said yes mm-hmm Yes. So, so there comes, there came a moment in your life where you realized that things aren't working for me anymore. Exactly. And you have to make the decision for change. Exactly. Exactly. So when we, when we begin to understand that what, what used to work for us doesn't work anymore, we're unhappy, depressed, suicidal, or just generally blah <laughs> blah good word <laughs> good word then mm -hmm. we can then we can understand that there is another way and mm -hmm. we can be uh, there's a former s politician in the state Donald, Donald Rumsfeld mm -hmm. and he talks about we don't know what we don't know mm -hmm. and in the training world it's sometimes called unconscious incompetence so we reach a point where we're we're incompetent and with you we be, and me i reached a point like not to the point where i was suicidal but i certainly had a wake-up call in my life and it was like okay there's got to be a better way there's got to be a a different way of of me and what i had to learn for myself, that it had nothing to do. My my big experience happen, actually happened in the workplace, and I was unconsciously in victim consciousness. Mm. And for me, and for most of us, what that means is that I was blaming everybody else for how I was feeling. It was my manager's fault. It was my co-worker's fault. It was my family's fault. And so I was unconsciously shooting on them. Wow. Right? And we have to wrap up the first half here. Sure. And uh, I would like to explore more how people actually change and uh, what how they get from being unconsciously incompetent to being consciously competent.
Perfect. And that brings us to the first half. And please tune in after the commercial break for more about conscious leadership with Sheila Kelly. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm happy to talk with Sheila Kelly about conscious leadership. Now, in the first half, we were talking a little bit about what it is and how we form our thought processes. Now, maybe we should talk a little bit more about now what is change? How can people change? And how do they actually change? That's a big question, Christine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate trying to answer it. I am in the change business, as you are as well. And I remember talking to an HR manager who asked me, do you really think people can change? And my response was, I absolutely know that people can change. Otherwise, I would not be doing what I'm doing, which mm. was individual coaching, which is why he asked me to to meet with him. The most critical element of change is that the individual wants to change. Mm. Uh, you know, in the AA world, Alcoholics Anonymous world, there's no point in sending somebody for treatment if they're not ready, willing, and able to accept what, what is being offered. So it's the same with change and transformation. Mm. We, have to, we have to want it. There's got to be something in our lives or in our world that we are willing and able to change. So having said that, uh, I would say around conscious leadership, it's really important to understand that we are all leaders, that you know, if, if we're going through life with the belief that it's somebody else's responsibility mm. to create uh, the environment that I need, then I am not taking leadership in my own life. I am not taking responsibility for my own life. And that is actually uh, creates victim consciousness. Mm -hmm. It means that I am absconding my responsibility for my own life. And during the break, you and I talked about how sometimes we react to situations rather than respond to situations. So if I'm a reactive person, I'm always looking for something that I can grab onto to kind of blame for how I'm feeling today. As an excuse. It's almost an excuse, but it, it's a way of being, really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are wired to try to protect ourselves. That's how we survive. We survive by being aware of threats in the environment. And when we're in that victim consciousness mode, the threats can be very subtle. 
It can be somebody who we perceive as looking at us the wrong way, or somebody says something to us and we take that as an affront, for example. So we, we, victim consciousness means that we're very reactive to our environment. Mm -hmm. And to be, uh, to be a leader in your own life, to take charge of your, yourself means that you accept total responsibility for everything, everything. 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 Happens to you. Everything is a choice. What I think is a choice. What I say is a choice. How I act is a choice. What I do is a choice. And I think even not making a choice is a choice. Not making a choice is a choice. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, it's also about knowing what is right for me. Mm -hmm. And acting from that place. And that's a journey in and of itself to mm -hmm. be able to trust that inner knowing. Some people call it intuition. Some people call it a higher level of consciousness. It doesn't matter what we call it, but I think it's something that we all have. Uh, I heard on the news today that uh, Dick's Sporting Goods Store in the U.S. is withdrawing their all, all their... Um, assault rifles. They're not going to sell them anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to sell any guns to a person under 21 years of age. Mm. So they are not waiting for the laws to change. They're not waiting for government to tell them what to do. They are doing what they think is right. And the CEO actually said, um, I don't want to be part of that story. He found out that the one of his stores had actually sold uh, a gun to the shooter. Now, it wasn't the gun that was used in the shooting, but it was a gun. And he, he, he decided that he didn't want to be part of that story anymore. Mm. So, again, he just did what he felt in his heart and his soul was the right thing to do without waiting. And that's that, to me, is a real sign yes. of leadership. Yes. Uh, and it, he was asked, do you think there will be backlash? And he said, yes. So knowing that there's backlash, knowing that, you know, he could he, he could get death threats, whatever, he is willing and able to do the right thing. We're not all CEOs in an organization, but we can be CEOs in our own lives. I like that idea because many people say, oh, I lead my life, but they don't associate it, that it's really a leadership, a responsibility mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. And I like the idea of follow your intuition. Yes. I learned to do that and it has done me well. Yes. And I, I really think that people should listen to their inner voice well i know from my from my own experience when i don't there are consequences to that mm. and i think that's how we learn to trust it mm. you know that little voice that maybe led you to nova scotia was perhaps your intuition it was yes i'm sure yes yes because it didn't make sense at the time but yes hey, it was the right thing to do and the same thing when i was steering my van against a pillar a little voice told me you don't want to die you want to go get help so i went to the emergency room instead so yes. i followed my intuition instead yes. of doing what i thought i wanted was to die no i didn't mm. so i'm glad i didn't that's very powerful mm. Yes, and sometimes our intuition is actually sounds like a voice. 
Mm-hmm. I, for me, that hasn't happened very often, but sometimes it's a it's it's a clear thought in our heads, and sometimes it's a feeling in our gut. But the 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 gift is to know that it is a gift, and to really pay attention to it because it's like an internal GPS, right? Okay. It it will tell us the right way, the right direction, and when we get off that unconscious incompetence, then we get conscious of, of, of this radar system that's ready and able to, to give us a hand. Mm. I like that. So in conscious leadership, whether it's somebody in the workplace leading or you are leading your own life, it is, it is very important to become conscious and to make a choice to change. And I always say, people say, The only thing uh, sure in life is death and taxes. I don't agree with that because, for one, taxes are not sure. You can avoid them, go to jail. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think they should say is death and change. Yes. And whether you yes. call death a change or not, it, it, I think change is an integral part of life and we need to accept it. It absolutely is. That's That's a wonderful thought and... Maybe we should leave our show with that thought, accept the change, or do you have a quote that you can quote about that? And I think it's, it's, it's great, and I, I'm happy to talk to you about that. Okay, well, thank you. Do I have a quote? Not necessarily. It's, it, I, I really like the idea that change is so important. Well... Yes, change is absolutely important and change is inevitable. Even our bodies are constantly changing. Of we don't we don't have the same body today that we had when we were five years old. <laughs> Or as a baby. <laughs> exactly. Thank God. Exactly. And <clears throat> I won't have the same body in 20 years that I have now. That's just that's just uh that's just a given. Um I I once said to a client that The, the, these words, you were born to lead. You were born to step fully into the magnific- magnificence of who you are. And just saying those words to her ma- helped her make huge changes in her own life. Wow. And they were not changes that I designed for her. They were changes that um, she she knew that in her heart, again, mm-hmm. were absolutely perfect for her. Before we leave, I'd, I'd like to talk about one thing that I think is hugely important if we want to uh, be change agents in our own life, and that is the concept of forgiveness. Mm. Uh, I found when I was going through uh, my own personal transformation as a result of the event I mentioned at the workplace, that it was important for me to practice forgiveness each mm. and every day. Mm. And... I don't think of forgiveness so much as a spiritual experience, as um, more a a way to let go of the past, mm-hmm. so I can be more conscious and more powerful in my own life. Because if I if I'm holding a grudge or a grievance against anything or anybody, it is actually interfering with my my life, my ability to to be magnificent in my own life. Wow, that is a really beautiful thought, and we'll leave our listeners with that. Be magnificent, be magnificent in your own life and change and forgive yourself and others. Mm-hmm. 
And this brings me to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions or if you would like to contact Sheila. My email here is christine at communityradio.ca and I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Jim Francis. Thank you, Jim. You're the best. And thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon at 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a nice day.